Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Notice what it says here in the book of Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. Reading to you the New King James Version Bible. Again, we also honor Bishop and Lady Walker. Amen. For as we have many members. Notice Paul in his letter to the church at Rome. He says this, for as we have many members, not just a few, but many members in one body. But all the members do not have the same function. He said, no matter how many members you got, not one of them operates in the same function. But that's a good thing, though. And I'll talk to you about that in a few minutes. Verse 5. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. That's important to understand. We're all part of one body, but individually we're members of one another or divinely connected to one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them in prophecy. Let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. And, of course, it goes on to talk about other different gifts that are being utilized in the body of Christ. But based on what I talked to you, excuse me, what I read to you so far, I want to talk to you from this topic. When my faith grows, my gift grows. When my faith grows, my gift grows. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your word this morning. We pray that the word of God will have free course and that lives of people are going to be changed by your word. Father, we come hungry and thirsty for the word of God and the ways of God. Father, help us to minister in this sanctuary only like you can. We bind the enemy right now and try to hinder or stop what Jesus is doing. Thank you for your word. It should have free course. We should receive knowledge and understanding. We should make better decision, the way that we think, the way we talk, and the way we act. Father, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. Paul in his letter to the churches in Rome, and many scholars believe, and I, I concur from what I've studied, is that when he wrote this letter to the church in Rome, there was more than one church that he addressed. He addressed several different churches, but it was what I find interesting about it is that each church had similar problems in the area of Rome. It would be almost like if Paul was writing a letter to the churches in Villarica, he would write one letter, but they would read it at every church. Same thing went on here in Rome. And one thing you see in this particular book when he wrote it, they had similar issues in each one. That's why Paul's letter to the churches is so divine, because when he wrote the letter, he was addressing several different church issues at one time. And so when he does this, he also is addressing the importance of church members working together to accomplish a common goal. So it's interesting that he, at every church, he was addressing each church member, how it's important for them to work together to address or accomplish a common goal. And Paul understood how important each member of the church is. And let me say this to you, how important each member of the church is today. I believe truly that each member of the church is vital or very important to that church. And and thank God for the memberships of churches all over the world, but especially here at Overcomers Christian Center. We must understand as well as that, excuse me, as well that not only should we connect to those members, but we must maintain and strengthen our connection. Not only should we be connected or main, excuse me, be connected, but we need to continue that connection. We should sustain it. We could keep it alive because the connection will only be as good as you allow, excuse me, as you work on that connection. Nobody will stay connected and nobody ever works on that connection. When you do that, you're going to strengthen your connection. You're going to build it up. You're going to make it stronger. You're going to nourish it. You're going to do what it takes in order for that connection to remain viable in our Christian journey. And that's important for us. And that's what Paul, one of the issues that Paul is addressing here for we as excuse me for we as we have many members in one body but all the members do not have the same function 
See, we have the knowledge and understanding because we've studied Scripture, we've talked about Scripture, and we've looked, looked at it through uh, the times past. And based on the Scripture that there are many members, they do not all have the same function as stated in Romans 12 and 4. Notice what it says in that particular latter part of that verse. But all the members do not have the same function. They don't act the same. They don't practice the same. Our deeds, our purposes are not the same. And this is what you need to understand about when it comes to the function. Whatever function we do is going to contribute to the larger action. And that's important for us to know that what we do is going to contribute to the larger action. What I do is not based on my own. When I'm led by the Holy Spirit, it's going to lead to a better overall ministry. It's going to help me to do things in a better way. And so each member has been placed in the body to fulfill a specific purpose. And you may not fulfill the same purpose I do, but each one of us is here to fulfill a specific purpose. And I don't have to get jealous about your purpose, nor should you be jealous about my purpose. We should be individuals who are connected and we say, you know what, I've got a I got a part to do. My part may be similar to yours, but it's not going to be the same as anybody else's. And that's a good thing to me because that means I ain't got to be jealous. I ain't got to be upset. You do something well. I do something well. God gets the glory in the long run. How many like that part right there? Regardless of our unique purpose, we are designed to work together as one. No matter how many different functions go on in the church, purposes, practices, deeds, and so forth, we should work together as a unified body, working together. Nothing wrong with working together, but it takes something to work together. You got to continue to maintain working together. It's not just one service we work together, but this is our lifestyle. This is the way we do things. This is our mode of operation. We work together. Somebody say this. We work together. Ready? We work together. Again, we work together. That's it. We work together. We work together. And that's it's very evident when you look at the human body. The human body is a body that works together. I need my slide, please. The human body works together. And that is so important for us to understand. Human body, according to reference.com, and there are many different books, uh, excuse me, websites out there, the average human body has 206 bones. And most of them agree on that. But when it comes to the uh, muscles, some say 600, say some say 650, some even said more than that, that cause the body to function daily. So you got 200 bones, 600 muscles that uh, that cause the body to function daily. Now, I thought about this, and you look at this body that we see here. Each one of those names out there, you may not can see them that well, represents a different part of the body. Different part of the body. So I don't have to get jealous if I'm working this part and you work in this part. It's all part of one body. I, I, there's a bunch of parts in this one body, isn't it? I mean, this is just one body. This ain't five, six, seven, eight. There are several parts in this one body. One body. Got many different levels, many different parts. Depending on where you work in it is how you're going to function together. Now, now, I thought about this from this standpoint, too. Each part in here is connected together. There is not one part that is operating outside of that body. Not one. Notice, not one. I don't care how many different parts there are, and there are a lot of different parts here. And I, I, when I start looking at the name of all these parts, I say, you know what? I'm not Dr. Dobbs, so I'm not going to mess these names up. But I thought about it from this standpoint here. I said, you know what? I should not get jealous about any part of the body because it takes a divine God with divine order to put a body together like this. He, you have to know where every part goes so it can maximize its fullest potential. Can you imagine if we had to try to, all these parts were laying out there and we had to put this body together? Boy, that would be a sad case, wouldn't it? Can you imagine some of us were sitting around talking about, well, this little piece right here, go right here. No, I go right here. No, I go right here. No, I go right here. But then can you see us in the church sometimes trying to argue about little pieces like that sometimes? Trying to talk about, you know, that part go here and this part go there and this part go here and that part go there. Oh, no, let God put the parts together. Let God put it together because God put it together. He knows exactly where every part goes to. He knows what's best for that body to function to its fullest potential. 
He knows what's best for that body. And I may think that with this part that I put down here should go up there. And I think that part up there should go down here. Like, what's wrong? That it's not going to function the same way. You know what's interesting about that? Listen, there's all types of parts in, in this particular body here. But God knows which side goes on the right, which side goes on the left to maximize its fullest. Because you can mess somebody up by putting what's going on the right side to the left side and vice versa. Because this body needs to have every part to function in the way that it needs to function in. That's where it is in the church. God needs every part of the body in order for the church to function to its maximum fullest potential. We've got to be in a position that we've got to say, God, you know what? I don't know what, ne- what needs to be done. I need to ask the Holy Spirit to show me where to put this particular part at. I need the Holy Spirit to show me where this part goes. And, and let, this is what you got to understand. If I miss it, I'm got, I got enough God in me to repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I missed it. Where does this part need to go in? Because this is not in the right part right here. This I thought this person was an usher, but they need to be a in, in, in another different a- aspect of ministry. I thought this person was an armor bearer, but they need to be in another part of ministry. I thought this person could sing, but when they grabbed the microphone, they could not sing like I thought they could. They could sing, run up and down the hall, but they could not sing with a group. Boy, you follow me. Or they had not developed their talent yet. So anyway, whatever the case is, I got to let the Holy Spirit not be afraid to repent. Because, see, there's so many parts. One, one, one estimation, there were over 2,500 parts in one body. 2,500. 2,500. And God knew where every last one of them goes. He knew exactly where every 2,500 part went. Can you imagine? I, I've never put together a big jigsaw puzzle because I ain't got the patience to do that. Because once I throw all the pieces down on there, I look at them and say, if I, two, I say, oh, God, there's too many pieces of me. And I quit and throw it away and I'll give it to somebody else. But I can't imagine putting together a big old jigsaw puzzle like this. And then it, my life depended upon it. Because that person needs for you to be in the right place at the right time. And doing the right things and functioning the right way. I could not imagine something like that. And I need you to understand, each part has different functions, but each function is necessary in order for the body to maximize its fullest potential. Each part is necessary. Listen, let me say this to you. I don't even know half these names up here, but if you take one of these names out, this body cannot function in its maximum potential. 2,500 parts and you take away one. And it's not going to function at its maximum potential. Sometimes I think about, listen, now, I, I was going to say this later on. I, I, feel, I feel like I need to go ahead and share this with you right now. I am amazed how God, when some people don't function like they need to, and what God can still get done when people don't function like they need to. Aren't you amazed sometimes when people, you know they're supposed to be doing this, that, and the other, but they choose not to, but God still get the glory from about what's being done? Oh, God, hallelujah. When people don't give like they need to and God still get the glory, when people don't function in the place they need, where God set them at and where God still get the glory by them not doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's an amazing God, ain't it? Can you imagine? Because this is not just, think about this. This not, It could be represent churches all over the world. What if one church didn't do what they're supposed to do? God still get the glory for it. You know, God can still function even when folks don't do what they're supposed to be doing. I don't want to be that church. I don't want to be that individual that God sent me somewhere and I'm not pulling my share. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because each joint supplies, as we talked about last Sunday. Each joint does its share, like we talked about last Sunday. And when we do that, let me tell you something, this body going to function. I want to be in the position that I, that I, my carry out our purpose, because I really realize if I carry out my purpose, my purpose is a part of a bigger picture. It's not just about me. I may be the foot or doing something around the foot area, but it's not just about the foot. It's about the knees. It's about the arms. It's about the chest. It's about the eyes. It's about the whole body. So I can't get short-sighted in what I'm doing for God. I got to realize this boy is bigger than me. This thing bigger than me. Oh, what I do, what I do, it, it just it just enhances, but yet yeah, it's bigger than me. And we got to realize what we do for God is bigger than us. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. Each part is made to connect to another part. This body right here, notice this, there's no part that can function by itself. 
I don't care how good that part is. I don't care how well put together that part is. Sometimes I go to the gym. I see folks got some good muscles. And I wish I had the muscles sometimes. But you know what I say? I don't want to maintain that muscle right there. Y'all follow me? But the thing, the point I'm making is no matter how good the part is, it's not made to function by itself. It is not made to function by itself. Each part is made to connect. Everybody in the church is made to connect. Everybody, every piece in this body is made to connect. And this is what you got to understand. You got to realize that I need another individual to connect to. I cannot walk around here talking about I'm doing this all by myself. I'm going to do this all by myself. I got this together. I don't need any help. Not according to scripture. According to scripture, I need somebody else to help me because I'm made to connect. Now, I remember we uh, used to sing a song back in the day. I don't know all the words to it, so I'm kind of, this this, 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 this is what I'm saying. They say that the knee bone connected to the sump bone and the bone, neck, neck bone connected to, not neck bone. <laughs> the The arm bone connected to the shoulder bone and all that kind of stuff like that. But you know what? Each part is made to connect though. No matter what bone you pull out, each bone is made to connect. This is the same way it is in the body. Everybody's made to connect. Everybody is made to connect. I cannot say I don't need you. I can't say I don't need you, my sister or my brother. That would be doing the body a disservice. And we do not want to do the body a disservice. And this is what I need to know, too. I need to make sure I do my part in trying and maintaining the connection. I got to do my part, too. I just can't be an individual that comes in and out. I got to make sure I connect because the body's function is imperative that I do such such that. Because I, I need to know this. Each, even though each part is fearfully and wonderfully made, it's not meant to function alone. It's not meant to function alone. Each part is fear, inspired and thought out. See, I, I like that definition. Each part that God made is thought out. He thought about each one of us when he made us. Do you know that God did not just put you here on the earth by accident? You were thought out before he made you. He made you. He thought about you before he put you here. He thought about every experience you would go through, every uh, circumstance and situation you would experience, everybody you would meet, everybody you would come in contact with, and then he put you here on the earth. He thought about you before he put you here. It's no accident that you're here on a Sunday morning. God thought about that before he put you here. He knew what message was going to be ministered before I did, and he thought about it, and he still put you here. He thought about it before he get, you got here today. He thought about it before you were here today. He thought about it. He thought about more than we thought about it. We may have planned it. I may have put some notes down. I may have got the picture up, but he thought about it on your behalf before we got here. He knew. He said, I thought about this. I got this thing thought well out before I put you here. And before you do, even, you know the song they sung? God thought about it before they sung it. Do you know the thing that you're going to do this afternoon? God already thought about it before you do it this afternoon. Do you know what you're going to do on Monday when you go ready to go to wherever you're going to go and do whatever you do? God has already thought about it. That's why he says this. I need for you to acknowledge me in all your ways and I shall direct your path. Because I know what I think about you. I know the plans I have for you. I know what's best for you in my in your life. I need for you to follow my plan. Somebody said, I'm going to follow the plan of God. That's it. Each part is fearfully. And what, not only did he think about it, but he made sure you were distinct and you were marked out. I was thinking about this all these 20 or however many parts it is up here. Each part is thought out before God put it together. He thought about how the leg, all the parts of the leg going to be put together. He thought about all the parts of the arm, how it's going to be put together. He thought about all the parts of the chest, how they're going to put together. Before he made Overcomers Christian Center, he thought about each one of us and how we're going to be put together, how we're going to function, how we're going to operate, how we're going to do the, the thing that's going to lead to the bigger plan, the bigger, different, the different purposes that the ministry has for each and every one of us. 
were fearfully and wonderfully made. Each part was thought of by God so that we could fit in the place where God placed us in, as stated in 1 Corinthians 12 and 18. God set us in the church. He set us in the church. And so when he set us, he knew what function we were doing. He, he Think about this. 1 Corinthians 12 and 18 reads as follows. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. If we look at it from a natural standpoint, he set everything in the leg, the arm, the hand, the feet, the chest, and so forth as he pleased. He set us here in Overcomers Christian Center as he pleased. He knew what he was doing. It was no accident we were set here. God set us here. But he set us because he knows exactly where we fit at. So I'm not, I'm not here by accident. God knows where I fit at. You're not here by accident. You, not, God knows where you fit at. And let me say this to you. Each part is necessary. Ooh-wee. Everybody say each part is necessary. Oh yeah. You know what that means? That person beside you is necessary. Look behind you. That person behind you is necessary. That person to the right of you is necessary. That person to the left of you is necessary. That person in front of you is necessary. Every part is necessary. Necessary. Thank God that we're necessary. Ooh-wee. Somebody said, I, I, I'm not about anything. I, I ain't got no purpose in the church. I beg to differ. Let me say this to you. Even if people don't know why you're here, God knows why you're here. Even if, let me tell you something, it's no accident you are at where you at right now. Your steps were, were ordered by the Lord. Oh, I thank God he ordered my steps. Oh, he ordered my steps to the point that one day I was in the Social Security office and I ran into Jeffrey in the Social Security office. That building don't even, listen, there's not even a Social Security office back in Carrollton that I know of right now. But them steps were ordered and I ran into them like that. You think that was an accident? Oh, I was thinking about some of the events that took place even this past weekend. I said, God, you, you ordered those steps. We think, we think of one thing and God got bigger plans for all of us. Let me tell you something. Don't you get caught up in temporary sights. Do not get caught up in temporary circumstances and feelings and emotions when God got a bigger plan for you. Oh, God got a bigger destiny for you. God got big plans. Oh, I see kind of old. God Almighty, tell somebody God got big plans for you. Ooh, tell somebody else God got big plans for you. Ooh, More plans to prosper you. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you an end. Plans to do great things in your life. Better is here and better is coming. Because why? God got great plans for you. Ooh-wee. Don't nobody else see God got big plans for me. It don't matter what they see. Anybody walking by faith and not by sight. See, anybody got, look, if I look at you and and I can tell you God got big plans for you, that means you don't need any faith. When I look at you, I'm like, ain't no way in the world God can do something great through them. Then that's what God can work at. That's what God can do great things. That's what, you ever notice when Peter was preaching after Peter finished preaching in the book of Acts, they looked to him and said, these men don't learn. How in the world can they preach such a great sermon like that? And we're still preaching about Peter's sermon right now. Oh, isn't that wonderful, man? Isn't that good to know that you can do something that God, for God and it will last this long right here, this many years? Well, Pastor, I can't do nothing right here. Let me tell you something. You can do one thing and it can, it, somebody could pick it up and it could go viral just like that. Don't let them viral. Let, don't listen. Don't let that stop you. This do what's right, and God will bless you for it when you do what's right. Mm-mm. Isn't it good to know that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and God has set us in the body, and He knows what it set us at too, don't He? He said, "Oh God, I need to put this brother right here. I need to set this sister right here. I need to set this." Young person right here. I need to set this person right here. Oh, they may not. See, one thing about when God sets you here, you may not even know why he set you there first. I thought about this. Uh, young, young Mason, he don't know all the things God going to do for him. Young Livia don't know what God's going to do for her, everything God's going to do for her. But I know this, God got a plan for him. 
God got a plan for them. And when God got a plan for them, he knows exactly where they need to be in. What, so they, they, listen, they listen to sermons at a young age. They listen to their destiny at a young age. They listen to God's plan for them at a young age. That's why I think you need to bring your children up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord because God got something he's imparting and implanting in them at young ages. Boy, how how far we could have been if God would have raised us, we'd have raised up in the church quicker than what we did instead of doing some of that stuff that we did out there in the world. God loved us. And he said, God, let me get that boy out of here because he's about to mess some stuff up. He's about to mess up his plans. He's about to mess up his destiny. He's about to mess up all the stuff I got planned for him. So God had to do a joint on some of us. God had to get the folks to kick us out the boat because we're messing that boat up. And God ain't got no problem kicking you out the boat. You keep on bucking all you want to, but baby, when God get ready to get your attention, everybody gonna be like, get, get, get away from me, get away from me, cause you st- disturbing our. That happened to Jonah. That's why they had to get rid of Jonah, cause he was messing up the stuff they were doing. And when they got rid of him, the, the, the sea went back to normal. And some people gonna get rid of you because the sea gonna go back to normal. Are y'all seeing that? Now, as collected by believers, we must be accepting and supportive of each individual member, his or her gifts and talents, as well as their level of spiritual maturity, life experience, and their age, according to Romans 12 and 5. Did you know that when... Because God knows their gifts. He knows their talents. And so we got to welcome them. We got to agree to receive them. We got to have communal confidence in them. Because we got to be supportive, caring, encouraging, sympathetic, understanding, concerned, reassuring, helpful, and sensitive. Why? Because we're connected to them. We are connected. We are connected. We got to be caring and supportive to individuals we're connected to. Because we're connected for a reason. We're connected. And I'm, I'm, I pray, the Bible says this, if you want to be friends, excuse me, if you want friends, you got to show yourself friendly. We got to make sure that we are in a position that we're showing ourselves friendly, supportive to one another. Well, Pastor, I don't always agree with my person. Done. Don't ever agree with that everybody knows about everybody else does. We can be this close together and not agree with everything we do. I mean, that's, that's life. How many men? Don't marry couples. I, I don't raise your hand. You ain't got to raise your hand on this. this I, I just know this is true, right? Don't even raise your hand because I know. I would say how many husband and wife agree on everything that they do all the time, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. And y'all raise your hand for to bring them to the altar and throw oil on you. I ain't going to pray for them to throw oil on you because I know you're lying. I know you're lying. <laughs> 24 hours a day. Oh, please, please, get, please. We never argue. We never disagree. You may not know it, but somebody disagreeing in them. <laughs> Because you don't say something don't mean you always agree on everything. But that, we still got to be caring and sympathetic to one another, showing support for one another. Because we're divinely connected. Listen, we hooked together. God has put us together, so I need to show kindness to one another. I need to show love to one another. Because no matter what you've been going through, no matter your life experiences, no matter your age, no matter what it is, because he knew that before he connected us together. Let me tell you something. There's no accident. God knows everything you've done before he put you in this church. He knows everything you've done. Oh, he knows every sin you thought about doing but didn't have the money to do it. He, he knows about it. He knows if you had the money, you would have did it. If you had the opportunity, you would have did it. But God knows it, and he still loves you, and he still puts you here right here at OCC. Because he know you got a pastor that would, had the, if he had the money, if he would have had the opportunity. Thank y'all for the four-way, man. Y'all keep looking at me like y'all innocent. That's okay, though. That is okay with me. I pretend like I'm the only one guilty in this sanctuary. That's okay. The thing is, he knew that before he sent you here. He knew it before he connected us. I would bring it down, give him more on. I'll tell you, he knows how much liquor you drunk. He knows how much how, he knows down to the gallon, and he still loved you and sent you here. He knows how much dope you smoke. He still sent you here. He knows how many people you cussed out, and to the exact number, and he still sent you here. And cleaned us up with the blood of Jesus, connected us, and causing us to function. 
Don't you ever think that nobody in the sanctuary are all innocent, ain't did nothing here? Uh, the devil, I'm sorry. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> God loves us. Everybody know God loves us. But he knew you before he put you here. He knew it before he set you in the sanctuary. He knew it before he got you here. He knew it. So don't think that you are. Listen, I ain't got to be perfect to be connected to you. I just got to be willing to be connected. I got to be willing to be connected. I got to be willing. Because I'm, I'm a part of something bigger than me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the body of Christ. I thought about this. What if this was individual churches all over the world? Or right here in Georgia, as a matter of fact. Right here in Georgia, all these are churches. And we got to flow in what God told us to do. But you know what? I can't be responsible for everybody. But if we do what we do here, we'll take care of our part. Y'all follow me here? It's, cause we're, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. This is the body of Christ. God got saved folks all over the world. Don't you ever underestimate who God is. God is a big God. Got churches all over the world. Got pastors that are preaching the gospel all over the world. God is a big God. Don't you underestimate. That's why it's important that we're in the place where God set us. We're in the place where God set us. And we're functioning. Let me give you this definition again. We are functioning. We are practicing we're doing the deeds and the purpose and the acts and those things related acts that contribute to the larger action those things that do excuse me that are related to the larger action now according to romans 12 and 6 read romans 12 and 16 having the then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us let us use them let us use them According to this particular scripture, we have differing gifts. We have differing gifts according to the grace that is given unto us, not based on our money, not based on our friends, not based on our positions at work, not based on our education, not based on our title and ministry, but it's based on the grace that's been given unto us. We got uh, extraordinary power. We've got doing, we're doing some great things that enable us to serve God and his church as well as the body of Christ. But we can't do them on our own. We've got grace to do it. We've got mercy and kindness to do it. We've got a position to do it. We, we've got the, the favor and the loving kindness of God in order to do what we do. But we're not just doing it for us. We're doing it for the body. We're doing it for the church. We're doing it for those that God has connected us to. Isn't it wonderful when I can, listen, you know, you don't wait for Pastor Dobbs just to pray for you. Aren't you glad that we got a praying church? A praying church. I'm not waiting for Pastor Dob to pray for me. I know that I got ministers praying for me. I know I got leaders praying for me. I know I got lay members praying for me. I know we got a praying church. Tell us my, we got a praying church. Tell us, else we got a praying church. And, and tell them, this is how I know. Tell them, this is how I know. Because I pray. That's good. That's it. That's it. Oh, oh, thank God I'm not the only one praying. Our church would be a sad place if Pastor Dow was the only one praying. If I was the only one doing what God called him to do, this would be a sad church. But thank God we're not a sad church. We're a happy church. Because why? We are fulfilling the will of God for our lives in the name of Jesus. So therefore, it's the grace. That's why we must remain humble and teachable. So the written and revealed word of God can continue to develop the gifts within us. The written and revealed word of God will develop the gifts that are in us. When the gifts operate efficiently, they contribute to the overall productivity of the body or the church. It's going to make us better. It's going to make us better. And thank God for the gifts that God has given unto us. Oh, God, those gifts, God, are calls us to do extraordinary things. Those same gifts are going to make room for us. Go to Proverbs 18 and 16. Proverbs 18 and 16. Those gifts are going to make room for us. A man's gifts makes room for him and brings him before great men. A man's gifts, a man's gifts will make, it's going to grow, it's going to create, it's going to enlarge, it's going to wide. Let me tell you something. Your gift is right now making room for you right now. 
What does it mean by making room for you right now? Watch me real quick. Everybody look right here. Your will is doing this right here. Making stuff. Making, making, making stuff. It's making stuff. It's making stuff. It's making stuff. It's making, it's making, it's making. Your gift does not sit still. You may be still, but your gift don't sit still. Are y'all following me here? Because it's making room for you. Thank God his gift, the the gift that God's giving you is making room for you. It's also creating. It's creating for you. It's creating for you. It's creating for you. It is creating something special for you. And then that what is what you're creating is going to lead and guide and bring you before great men. So when your gift is moving, you got to follow the gift. Follow the gift and follow what God is speaking into your spirit because it's making something great. See, the gift is creating something right now. It's creating something right now. It's making us and bringing us before great men. So, you know, in order, listen, when it says it's going to bring you before great men, that means somebody you're going to come in contact with going to change your life for the better. Give you an opportunity that you never had before. I remember when we first got our house. Somebody said, you, you need to go meet the bank president. I never thought about that before. Meet the bank president? Why well, I need to meet the bank? He said, because, listen, loan officers, everybody's going to change, but that bank president going to remain about the same. You become friends with him, you'll be friends with everybody in the bank. I said, ooh, that's good. That's good advice right there. And you know what I did? I went and I met the bank president. I went and shook his hand. Hey, my name Richard Dobbs. I, 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 I know what to say. I said, hey, I'm looking for interested in buying a house. I wanted to meet you. Thank you so much. That same man who helped me get a house also hired me as a loan officer. <laughs> Called me. I was putting an application after application. Y'all know about putting an application like I did back in the day. I was looking at the newspaper and I was putting an application after application. I would send my resume all to north, south, east, and the west looking for another job because I was tired of the one I was in. Had a wife. We wanted more than, more than what we had. I kept sending them out. I didn't even send one to this company. They called me. My gift was, was looking, searching. It was making room for me. Didn't even know it was making room for me. But it put me before a greater man that, that ended up hiring me to do a job that I, I used the information today from the job that I had from that man right there. Are y'all following me? He brought me before a great man. Now, I can do this on my own. I, that testimony, I know you heard it before, but I need you to understand something. Not only, God's not a respecter of person. If God would do this for me, he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. There's no opportunity. Listen, when you do what's right by God, God will make Create and make something great for you in the name. Don't you ever think that God is sitting around just not doing nothing. Everybody that do right by God, God is taking care of you. He's doing some great stuff for you. You can't even you can't even comprehend it yet. There's some doors open to you right now. You don't even know they're open for you yet. There's some opportunities coming your way. You don't, don't even know the opportunity come. Somebody creating a job for you right now that you don't even know nothing about. Somebody creating a business opportunity that you don't know nothing about. Somebody putting together a house, a car, or something great favor in your life you don't even know about because God is creating something for somebody in this sanctuary. How many receive that right there? You have many receive that right there? How many know God is creating something for somebody in this sanctuary? No. Because it's making you great. Making you great. But you know, this this takes place because you connected. Because you connected. God, you can't do nothing by yourself. Can't do the scripture says you can't do it by yourself. Can't do it by yourself. That's why I thank God we're connected. And as we're connected, we're functioning in our gifts. It's making making room for us. Creating some stuff. It's bringing before great men. And said, so God has placed such powerful gifts in us and declares that our gifts will make room for us. We must use our gifts and remember to bring glory to God as he stated in this particular verse. We gotta utilize them. We gotta work them. We gotta operate. I can't I just can't be connected to you and not work my gift. 
I just can't be work, you, connected to you. See, I, I'm going to use this terminology. And I pray, this, this don't, pray that this don't apply to anybody. But it's hard to move dead weight. Somebody don't want to do nothing. Somebody don't want to pray. Somebody that, that want the status quo as, as things as done as what they were done before. Somebody that want to get want better in their life. Hard to be connected to them kind of people. At least it is for me. I don't know about you. Now, I know you got to deal with certain folks. That, that's a part of life. You can't get rid of all your dead weight. Thank y'all for amen. That's okay. But the thing you need to understand, you should be with people. You should be hooked to somebody that wants you to be better. You should be with somebody that say, Lord, I believe in God for the better. I need to hook with somebody that gonna make all won't make all A's in school. I don't need to hook with all these folks don't want to study, don't want to do. I, I need with somebody who want to go to college, want want a better career, want something better for their life. Instead, they want to get their high school diploma and then go. I need to be with somebody that want better in their life. That listen, they're not afraid to repent and say, you know what, I messed up. God, let me get this thing right. I love to be with them kind of folks, boy. That ain't mad about getting better. That will challenge you to get better. Let me tell you something. When you get challenged to get better, it may upset you a little bit, though. Because you think you're doing all right the way you are. But someone say, yeah, I need, you need to get better. What do you mean? I'm 55 years old. I don't need to get better. I need to just. Wrong, wrong, wrong line. Wrong line. Because God don't never look at your age and talk about, well, you're 55. You can stop getting better now. Think about Moses. Moses, Moses really started his ministry when he was about ministry was about eighty years old. Eighty. Someone's got a while to go before we get to eighty. <laughs> then he started ministering. Not only ministering, he was ministering in the desert with a bunch of the Bible says stiff necked folks. Ooh-wee. Listen, I thought we'd at least get folks that were happy to see him and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, cause why he challenged them for battle. They were young folks, too. You know, he ended up with the youth ministry, didn't he? He started out with some of them. Ended up with the youth ministry. He was about the older youth minister. I could read his scripture. <laughs> youth minister, I read his scripture. Because he had some youth, some young folks, boy, that was on fire for God. But anyway, I'm going to get out of that. Let me back up a minute. Back and start something else. So anyway, since God placed us, we've got to use those skills. We have to be so excited to come and hear the word of God with expectation. We are to receive a word that will stir up the gift within us, like 2 Timothy 1 and 6. Go to 2 Timothy 1 and 6. We've got to be excited about stirring up the gift. I'm going to show you something about stirring up that gift real quickly. 2 Timothy 1 and 6. Therefore, I, re- I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hand, of my hands. Paul used that example as laying on of my hands. I also believe that when we hear the word of God through the written and revealed word, revealed, written and revealed word of God, it also stirs up the gift within us. I believe it stirs up. I believe it stirs up. It strengthens us. It kindles us. It enthuses us. It inflames our mind up the gift that was within us. It's going to stir it up. Every time we hear the written and revealed word of God, it's just like me laying my hands on you saying, stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. Stir it up. Stir it up. Everybody say stir it up. I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to the gifts within us so that we can receive the commanded corporate blessings that comes with working together in unity that David describes in Psalms 133, verse 1 through 3. I'm not going to go there, but the commanded blessing. Uh, can we go back to the uh, my art, my little man, with all the different things there, please? And so as they get in that, he commanded the blessing to come out. He appointed, he ordained, he gave a divine act, he gave orders for the prosperity of God, the peace of God, the praise of God, the source of blessing that comes with working together in unity that he describes in this particular text. And see, when he does that, the blessing begins to come down. It flows down. The Bible says this in Psalms 133, that it comes from, it starts up here. I'm paraphrasing, but it just works its way down. Ooh-wee. Are y'all see what I'm saying here? It works its way down. It works its way down. It works its way down. And as it works its way down, every, now if you remember the body that was up there, if it use an arm, it's it gonna get to you too. 
If, if you if you if you the chest, it's gonna get to you too. If you're a part of the leg, it's gonna get there too. If you're part of the knees, it's gonna get to you too. Part of the feet, it's gonna get to you too. You ain't got to get jealous. You ain't got to get mad at nobody. You ain't got to say, you know what? When I'm gonna get mine? If you keep on praising God, if you keep on obeying Jesus, if you keep on doing what God tells you to do, the commanded blessing is gonna work its way down. And every part of it is gonna be a part. It's going to make a shift. Excuse me. It's going to be a part of your life. There's not one part of the body that God is not going to touch. It's not one part of the body that God is not going to minister to. It's not one part of the body that God is not going to touch. And so you see that body up there. You see now you could be a, there's all those different parts that were up there. Remember all the different parts that were up there? All the different parts. There was not one part that was not going to be touched. If there are over 2,500 different parts, each part had their time they were going to be touched. Each part had its time. Notice that is right there. Think about this. You may have been down here around the hand. You can't get mad when the arm get touched and you ain't got touched yet. Oh, because it's coming your way. Tell somebody it's coming your way. Notice you, the hand get it. Knees don't get mad. Knees don't get mad from my, oh, I don't get mine. Knees start trying to act up and don't want to act right. No, don't get mad, knees. Knees, stay calm. Praise God. Give God glory. Obey Jesus. Stay connected. Don't try to run out around because you ain't getting no blessing. You know, people don't get this stuff there to try to run out of the church. Don't come back. I ain't coming back no more to the church because they ain't nothing right. Knee trying to leave out. What's wrong with you, knee? You can't function without me. How you going to function, knee? Someone right now, thank God for our knees that they're working good, ain't they? Thank y'all for the five amen right there. Hallelujah. Knees functioning right. Woo. Hallelujah, boy. I tell you, well, you start doing some yard work, boy, and back start trying to hack that bone. But the back going to get touched too. Glory be to God. Back going to straighten out. Glory be. Knees going to act right. Feet going to act right. All the body going to be blessed. It's not just one part. It's all of us going to receive that corporate blessing. We may not receive it at the same time. But, I'm, I, but, but you know what? If you are up there around the hand and I'm around the knees, I see you get blessed. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, there go the hand get blessed. It won't be long before I'm the knee. Get mine coming on. Oh, cause see, God is not a respecter of a person. If he start blessing the hand, he start blessing them thighs, he gonna start blessing them knees too. Glory be to God. Now I'm gonna receive that manifested blessing come from doing what's right. Are y'all following me? Oh, that commanded blessing is in the sanctuary right now. Oh, you picked a good Sunday to come because that commanded blessing is coming down right now. As I speak to you right now, the prophetic word is touching your life right now. I believe what you started out last week when it talked about how the restoration going to take place. Restoration going to take place in your life, in your life. Oh, okay, God, I hear you. I was back there and I was listening to the Lord. He was saying something. And, and I, I see where it fit. I didn't quite understand where it fit in it. So I just kind of put it back in my mind. And, and, uh, and I said, okay, I, when, it, when it's right, I'll say it. But I think it's right now. Listen to what he was speaking to me a while ago. He said, don't let a little bitty trivial thing stop you from receiving the commanded blessing. Don't let something trivial stop you from receiving the commanded blessing. Don't, don't get mad and leave the church because... Silly stuff. You look at it. Some, look, some, we need to leave a job over some of the stuff we, we talk about sometimes. We didn't even quit a job. We quit. They pay you $55 an hour. You quit a job over. Oh, they don't like me. <laughs> Long my check good. I don't care who they like in him. Y'all, y'all ain't talking to me and him. <laughs> Long that check clear. Y'all follow me? Making $125 an hour. You gonna quit a job. My supervisor don't like me. You could care less if the supervisor like you. They give me 40 hours a week, amen. I'm paying my tithe, giving my offer, taking care of my family, and, and, and riding good, talking good, acting good. They can, they can, I don't. Why would we quit? God is more, is more valuable than $125 an hour. God is more valuable than $522 an hour. Plus double time. He's more valuable than that. I wouldn't leave God for somebody like that. This is that rainbow word that God has given us today. He commanded the blessing to come on us.
And regardless if God's placed the gift of prophecy, hallelujah. And he talked about in the latter part of Romans 12 and 6, rather prophecy, uh, prophecy, excuse me, teaching, singing, witnessing, giving, interceding, serving, helps, administration, showing mercy, etc. Listen, all different parts of the body. I, I don't know where they say that because I'm not God. I just set them in here. So God set them in here and I just would just flow it. But if you're teaching, you may be around the arm area. Singing, you may be around the mouth area. Showing mercy, you may be around the heart area. Administration, you may be around the hand area. Wherever your gift is, you're going to use that gift, the portion, the measure of it, according to your faith. Wherever you're at, you're going to use it according to your faith. Because we got, listen, the gift is not meant for you to use on your own. It's meant for you to use as a part of the what? Body. Or the church, as we like to talk about. I believe that strong faith will bring forth strong gifts. Know that Romans 10 and 17 talks about that faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our faith is our confidence in God, our persuasion of the truth in God's word come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as we make a weekly commitment, a weekly commitment, a day by day commitment to hear and apply the written word of God that God is sending our way through a preacher slash pastor, I can expect for my faith to grow. When my faith grows, my gift grows. When my gift grows, my prosperity grows. It increases. It is alive. My peace grows. My favor grows. I'm just going to grow. And I'm not going to be mad. Listen, if I see you get blessed, you know why I get happy when I see people get blessed? Because I know I'm not, I'm not far away from you. I'm not far away from you. Come here, Brother Jeff, real quickly. Come on up, sir. Come on up. Come on up, uh, Malachi. Hallelujah. Now, Malachi, I want you to lift your hands up toward heaven and receive the blessing. Just receive it. Just receive it. All right. How much money do you need? How much money do you need? Hmm? A lot? How much a lot? Two dollars? Two hundred million? Three billion? All right. So, you, all right. so when Malachi gets three billion and then Brother Craig go there and get a piece of that, I'm jumping. Because I know it ain't far before I get mine. <laughs> Woo, glory. Glory. Three billion Malachi got y'all. Woo. Three billion Malachi got. I was like, remember all the time I gave you that candy? <laughs> Woo. Remember that time we, they gave you a ride to church? Woo. Remember that time they fed you a uh, uh, hot pocket back there in the back? I'm jumping. Cause he got, he got his. Won't be long before I, what? Get mine. Jeffrey get here. Woo! Getting closer, y'all. Getting closer. Getting closer. Nah, 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 nah. I don't even need no music, but. <laughs> get, it won't be long. That's the why. Boom! There it is. I'm just doing what I'm doing before I got it, though. So y'all got, y'all missed that then. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. See, some of y'all wait till you get it before you start dancing. Some of you wait till you get it before you start praising. Some of you wait till you, before you get it before you start giving God glory, clapping your hands. But I want to see what you're going to do before you get it. I want to see you stand to your feet. I'm done. I, I want to see what you're going to do before you get it. I'm going to see what you're going to do before, amen, the blessing come. I want to see what you're going to do before you get it. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.